Oh yeah, before we start, I'd like to get everybody consent because we got so many people actually take it down. So do you agree to have this put up on all my social media platforms? Yes. And uh, if I do ask you a question, like you can say pass or next question. Okay. Okay. Well, <coughs> all right. Literally, it's no pressure. I'm your host, Bangum Bug, and we got a special guest. Go ahead and uh, introduce yourself. What's up, everybody? I'm your girl, Cuter Artist. Cuter Artist. Cuter Artist. Yeah. So, um, tell everybody where you originally from. I'm originally from Chicago. Um, I've been here for the past two years now, but um, I moved here from Arizona. So, okay. so um, how you adjusted to like this Atlanta um, culture? You like it or think about moving back? Um, at first it was kind of like a culture shock. You know, like even being from Chicago, we got certain parts where a lot of the black people are, like everybody's pretty much spaced out. So being here and seeing so many people that look like me, that's so successful and everything, like I knew that this was like where I wanted to like grow from, you know? So it was like segregated kind of? Yeah. <laughs> like real talk it is. Yeah, I heard of it. Mm -hmm. So um, did you grow both of your parents? Um, somewhat. I know both of them. You know him. Yeah. <laughs> you just see him walking by sometimes. Huh? I mean, possibly, but no. I, um, in my younger days, um, I was with like my mom, my granny, and then um, as a teenager, I grew up with my dad. And, and you still you close with your dad still? Um, no. <laughs> what, what happened with that? I don't know. You know, I guess just life. You know, so um, but I do got a little sister. We close. So, you know, some, some parents, they make a lot of effort into, like, reaching out to their kids. Do you feel like he do, or is he like more on your end? Um, as a kid, I did try, but, you know, when you grow older, you just, you just appreciate those who are there. So, it is what it is with him. So. And, um, okay, so what would you say um, the most traumatic experience uh, you went through before the, um, Well, I wouldn't say like it was a traumatic experience, but it was definitely life changing. Um, I had my first child at the age of 17. So it wasn't traumatic, but it definitely was like a full 360 from being a teenager to a mom. So it was like on purpose? Nah. <laughs> you know, it's just, it happened in life, you know. And my baby's about to be 16. Well, he's about to be 17 now, so. Yeah, I grew. I grew up in the hood. I remember girls was like they want to get pregnant on purpose, and you be teenager, and you be like, "Hold on, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta make no. some of myself first. No, it wasn't on purpose. <laughs> okay, um, so I guess give me a petty and um serious reason you blocked the guy or female like on social media. Honestly, I don't block people. I don't like black people. I don't like having that negativity. Like attached to my phone at all, but um, I just let people just be them. You know, I don't even block. I don't even waste time in blocking. Yeah, so you know, I, I look at your Instagram. So, so how long have you been like like dating girls? Like this been since a child, or you just kind of got turned on to it? Nah, um, growing up, I definitely have always been attracted to women. But you know, growing up like in a um, Christian household, 
being told and taught that's not the way of life. So it probably wasn't until like my late twenties when I really just came out and was like, I don't even care no more. Like I'm gonna do what is best for me. But I've always been attracted to women. Like women, they beautiful. You know what I'm saying? So I had to decide to live my life for me. You know what I'm saying? So that way I could just be comfortable with everything. Like I couldn't worry about how other people was gonna see me, the judgment, anything like that. I just had to be free. You know, I always thought, um, you know, I'm gonna get a little. Okay, so I always thought like some women uh, that need to be strapped on, they don't really seem like they gay or whatever. Like, what, what's your thoughts on that? Because some women don't have to be touched. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, some women still need to be strapped on and all that. Like, is that really considered gay if you, if you still need male like, I mean, parts? Everybody got their preference, you know? Like, you could still be considered gay. You know, it's like everybody got their fetish, they mix what they like and what they meaning for, you know? So, I mean, I can't judge and say, oh, you're not gay or you are gay if you prefer these toys. Like, everybody deserves a little excitement in the bedroom. So, there's no excitement without toys? No, it can be excitement without toys, but, you know, toys definitely spice up a lot of things. Okay. Um, okay, it's supported that even the strongest of feelings expire when uh, ignored or taken for granted. So, I guess kind of tell me if you can relate to that quote. Say it again. They say even the strongest of feelings expire when ignored or taken for granted. Even the strongest feelings are expired when ignored or taken for granted. Expired. Expired? Yeah. If ignored or taken for granted. Um, I don't know. I don't know. The strongest feelings expire. I mean, I kind of guess because if you ignore it, then it's no longer relevant, right? The strongest. Say it again for me. <laughs> <laughs> Even the strongest of feelings expire when ignored or taken for granted. Even the strongest feelings expire when ignored or taken for it basically is like, I guess you'll be with somebody who kind of like take you for granted, not giving you, spending enough time with you, not, basically not giving you enough attention or showing they love you. They just kind of like, you would just be there and I can treat you any kind of way. Oh, no, I can't relate to that. Like, I, um, I worked hard on who I am, so you got to give my respect. You know what I'm saying? You got to acknowledge me and you can't ignore my feelings. That's not going to fly. I can't relate to that. <laughs> so I guess tell me how how does your partner? I guess three things they do to make you feel like you love. Um, I would say like one is the support. You know what I'm saying? Like I have the ongoing support with my partner. Um, not only that, it's the encouragement. You know, um, even if I feel like something isn't going the right way, my partner does encourage me to keep going or find like a different path. Um, and not only that, it's just like the genuine love too, knowing that like, you know, like she's my comfort space, you know, like that's my at home. So to have that in a person is like definitely like important. Like that's what keeps everything going smooth. 
So I guess how do you um how do you keep her motivated and inspire her like on her journey? Like what do you do to like make her wanna keep doing it then? Or she might get discouraged or like how would you like encourage her to keep doing? Um, one thing we do, um together is pray with each other. Um, we were able to find like our common grounds on how we believe prayer should work in our relationship, so we do pray. Um, I pray for her, she pray for me. Um, again, the support, always being there to support your partner. Um, and I'm a, I, I could visually see things, you know what I'm saying? Like she could paint her picture to me and I could actually see it without it actually being on the canvas, you know? So when she tells me like things that she want to do with her career and how she want to move about it, then like my eyes and my ears are open. If I hear that somebody has um, some gigs available, then I'm plugging her in. You know what I'm saying? Vice versa. How that's how it works with us. But um, definitely support, um, prayer, and um, understanding too. You know, like I understand her lifestyle. I understand that she'll be working late nights. You know, um, because of what she does when she's hosting and stuff. So it's like understanding what your partner does. That's another big key too. So I guess what's what's been like the biggest uh, low of the relationship and like the the most high you ever felt like y'all together? Um, let's see, low. I would say our lowest part in the relationship is the fact that neither one of us cook, but we like to eat. So that's that's definitely like the lowest part. Um, <laughs> But the highest part is just being with somebody that like that understands you, um, that you just have fun with, that you feel safe with, that you can just be your authentic self with. You know, um, that's definitely the highest part. Like taking trips with that person, making memories, and everything. So. Okay. Um. The last thing you prayed for, and the last thing you uh, thank God for. <laughs> um. What was the last thing I prayed for? It was, cause I just had a, um, a death in my family. So it was, the prayer was just for strength to get through it. Um, and one of the things I do ask the most high for is, um, you know, strength to keep going, you know, cause you know, you got your good days, you got your bad days and everything. Sometimes you forget why you started. So I just always ask for that strength to keep going. That way I don't forget. Okay. Um, so if a, if a person uh, tells you they crazy, do you ignore it or do you just like, I guess like ignoring it or do you just like um, be like, okay, I'm going to just see what they talking about because I don't know, I guess because you really like them or whatever. Um... Somebody told me it was crazy. It depends. It might be some excitement involved, you know, like we might be able to have some fun. Like what type of crazy you talking about? You know, like a girl might show up at your job and you know she um, might be popping up at your house. Mm mm. That crazy. No, we're not doing that crazy. We're not doing that crazy. I have to um cut it off. I could I don't like drama. I don't like drama. So, so she, she never did nothing crazy? I've had somebody in the past do some crazy stuff, so that's why it'll definitely be a hard no. <laughs> okay, um, um, 
an L you took from uh, helping someone else? Um, shoot, one time I cried with Let somebody drive it, and um, they was involved in a hit and run. Yeah, that was a big L. That was a brand new car. So they were doing a favor for you, or you was doing a favor for them? Um, I, I was letting them borrow my car, and somebody did a hit and run while they was driving. So what they like? They tried to help repay you, or? Mm -hmm. Nope. <laughs> so y'all ain't cool no more who the person did. Uh, we still cool. I mean, we kind of ain't got no choice but to be cool, you know. <laughs> okay, so um, has it been a time you ever left someone good for a person you thought was better at the time? No. Mm -mm. It's a quote that says, only through experience um, on trial and suffering can uh, the soul be strengthened. So I guess a time that, uh, I guess a, a tribulation that kind of gave you strength and like, kind of molded you into like the person you are now. Um, I don't So you going to have more kids? Um, I have a 10 year old daughter. So that's it? Um, <laughs> me and my girlfriend, we're definitely going to um, have a baby in the future, so. That's what's up. I have a lot of them. I always say I have a lot. No, we don't need to do all that. We don't need to have a lot of them. You don't think it's fun? It's more fun when kids are around? <laughs> no. You don't? <laughs> 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 you don't like kids that much. <laughs> they fun to be around. Not all the time. I guess so. Um, so have you had like a um a scary moment, like a call from the school about your child? Mm -hmm. And like, what was it? Like, what kind of scare? Like, I mean, I get calls from school all the time. I'm saying anything that made you be like kind of scared you a little bit. Um, like he ran out to school or something? Nah, not like that. Um, well, nothing that really scared me because if anything, like if he was to run out to school, he'd call me and tell me I ran out to school. Like the school wouldn't even have to call me or anything. But I definitely get phone calls. I mean, teenage boys, you know, they, they handle them. Okay, so what what's, what you think is a perfect age to bring up a sex conversation? Because kids start having sex like second and third grade. So. Mm -hmm. like what's a good age, you think? Um, before you even go into like having a full like sex talk, you first need to educate your child on like the no-no area. You know, 
from there, then it could go into it. Like, you know, no, no areas, nobody's supposed to touch this area. You know, if somebody does, let me know. You know, that's how you check in on your kids if they are playing with other kids or if they had a family member that was supposed to always check in with your kids. Uh, so it's like letting them recognize they know no spots, telling them nobody's supposed to touch you. Then, of course, as they become, like my son probably was like 13 when we first had like a, a simple conversation about it because um, girls were sending him text messages and you know we had to talk about what was appropriate what wasn't and it was like it all started from the no-no spot so now we're going into like the preteen this is not cool you know like little girls shouldn't be coming at you like that those are the ones you need to watch out for but like now that he's 16 um, the conversations do get a little bit deeper because it's like you need to make sure you're strapping up like that's where we at like if you're gonna do it be smart about it. I prefer you wait for it, but at the same time, be a teenage boy. You know, boys don't be boys. <laughs> so do you like let them, uh, you know, some parents be leaning, like they'll let the girls stay over. You can't stay at my house. You can come visit, but you can't sleep. Mm -hmm. Go home. Okay, the uh, last person to make you cry happy tears and say that to you. Um, sad tears and happy tears. Um, I'm gonna have to say Fantasia. I saw the color purple last night, and that had me in some happy and sad tears. Like the movie was just amazing. But is it the same as the old one, or is like some new stuff? Yeah. Um, new stuff. So it's like the Broadway musical that they had combined with the old. And so it's like a whole nother level, especially like if you like musicals and everything, I highly recommend it. Like it's a really good movie. See, I'm weird, like when bad stuff happened, I laugh. Like like when Precious went down the steps, like <laughs> that shit had me laugh. <laughs> so what what was making you sad during, during the cover first? Um, one part when um, Sophie, the white lady and she like you what you should work for me and they started beating on the kids right there like I started boo-hooing and everything but then you know suck it up after that but <laughs> that movie definitely had me in sad tears and happy tears okay um I guess another quote they say um feelings are uh, much like waves we can't stop them from coming but we can uh, choose which ones we serve so I guess tell me how Feelings are like waves. What was the other part? Yeah, feelings are like waves. We can't stop them from coming, but we can choose uh, which ones we serve. Um, I guess knowing when to respond to certain situations and how to respond to it versus um, controlling your emotions and being aware of your environment at the same time so it's like if somebody piss you off is now the time to react or do you let the situation die down and then try to come back and communicate when the last time you had to do that
Because I know dealing with family could definitely put you in that type of situation with your emotions. Because family know how to hit nerves a lot deeper than other people. Um, but I would definitely say dealing with family can hit those type of nerves. But understanding like when to come back and how those proper communications with them on letting them know how they may have hurt you. Like not doing it during that time where it could cause a big blow up or just waiting so that way you're able to like really communicate like adults. So when somebody hits your nerves and you go for um, something that that's gonna make them like go crazy and then you, just, you don't respond? Um, so I tell people, right, cause I am on a spiritual journey and working on myself, I'm a work in progress. And where I'm at in life right now, I'm stuck between praise and what I do and nothing keeps up. So it depends on what you have said to me and how I react. But I'm not gonna be all like crazy and like throwing stuff, flipping things over and everything like that. Like I know how to control myself in that type of situation. But I might be able to say one word that's gonna piss you off and now you're looking at me sideways. But other than that. Okay, so is it um, a person, I guess maybe in the industry like that don't like you, but whenever they see you, they be on their best behavior? I don't think so. Like I'm, I'm pretty chill, you know. I don't, like I said, I don't like drama, so I do try to stay away from it um, as much as possible. I would hope that anybody that's around me would like me. I don't want nobody that don't like me around me. So if you don't like me, don't come around me. So you ain't came across like no scams or nothing. Nobody tried to get you out of no money, no me too situation. Or... Um. No, I mean, you got people on, like, IG that always, like, box and everything. They be trying to stand that way, graphic designers and stuff. But, not, like, I'm from Chicago, so I'm a lot smarter when it comes to certain moves, especially when it's dealing with my money. So you can't just say anything and think I'm going to just fall for the okie doke. That's not going to lie. So I haven't been scammed or anything. So I guess give me um I guess a song you read in that I guess it mean the most to you in a way. You said a song? Yeah. Um the song I'm really feeling right now would have to be Teddy Slim, Lose Control. Like I don't know, it's just the way that his voice flows and um the words that he's singing and it just it just hit different. You heard the song before? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's tough. Yeah, it's, it's real dope. It's nice, mellow, chill. You saying that's your song? Or no, it? Teddy Swims. That's um an artist. What is like? What is it like? It's John John. Um, I guess it'd be more so like on the. Definitely like pop side. But he got some soul to him though. Like, yeah. But he, he, he sound black or he just sound black? Yeah, he can sound. He can sound for real. I wish I used to like Miguel and uh, yeah. black. Yeah. Um, I don't know about him. Masego. Um, I found him. I was listening to Beyonce station when he came on the words and everything. Um, but yeah. I don't know, like, when it comes to certain songs. I don't just listen to the words, I listen to like the melody, the beat, and that's what really like gets my attention, like how it's 
sounds first and then I can listen to the words. So a lot of times, like with a lot of songs, I'm listening to the melody before I hear the words. So I'm saying a uh, song you wrote that means a lot to you. Oh, a song that I wrote. <laughs> um, well, it would be uh, Freaky Shit. Um, that is my latest song that I've been pushing lately. Um, and it's just a vibe. It, um, I don't know, it's like a, just a free song. It just gives me like the beach vibes. I love the beach, so like listening to it and everything, it makes me feel good. So that would definitely be like my favorite one for that year. And give me your, um, I guess your favorite holiday memory. My favorite holiday memory? It's not that big. I do it for my kids for the most part, but I don't know. Halloween and my birthday are like the only two ones I really like go big over, but the other holidays I just do it for the kids. So you don't panic up and go home for the um, holidays? Mm, not um all the time. Not all the time. Because I'll be doing stuff at my house, you know, so it's like family needs to pack up and come me but it's rare that that happens you know and before like I said I was in Arizona before and then Vegas so I was way further from Chicago before moving here okay I guess tell me about um like your latest projects you got coming and um, what people should be looking out for um March 23rd I'll be in Vegas um with my brother Trill Stan um performing for Through the Storm 360 uh, with Brilliant Productions. Uh, we worked together a couple times over the years, so it's gonna be nice to be back together, have um, the old group back together and performing and everything. Um, those tickets, I have a link on my IG page for Eventbrite for those who wanna go to Vegas and pop up. Um, that's like the major thing I'm working on right now. I know there'll be other things coming on along the way, um, but realistically, I'm just trying to get everything rocking now that I'm here in Atlanta. So, so how many um, total songs you got that um, So I have like some old, old music, um, but I'm not really counting that because I'm like rebranding everything about me as an artist right now. So right now, freaky shit is definitely. Um, the top song I am working on other ones as well, but all the other songs I have, what is it, like eight other songs maybe, but um, I'm not pushing those at all. 
Thank you for having me. And uh, I guess we'll see y'all next time when we have pose like uh, five seconds for the picture.